0: Welcome to the Diligent Minds Podcast, where you get practical steps to help you become the best version of yourself and achieve your goals. I'm your host, Dorian Jones. Let's get into it. What's going on, Diligent Minds community? I'm so excited to be back today for our second episode of the week, and it is our first episode back with this interview series, where we had conversations with people sharing their journey with you. And today's episode is one I'm really excited for. We talked for years about me getting on his show first and then now he's on my show. So I'm very excited to share his story. I'm so excited for him to tell you about all the things that he went through, his transition from, from being a fashion designer, his, his realization, how important his word is in the, in the streets of his community and how you can also make a change too. So this is something that we're going to talk about on his journey. We're going to talk about how he got into politics and how it just wasn't something that was on his radar. And we will talk about the importance of voting and how much your vote counts, even though we are after the election date. But I still want to emphasize how much of an impact that you have on your community. And you will hear that in this episode. So I won't waste too much more time. I want you to go ahead and enjoy this and feel free to check out all the links down below so that you can get in contact with him and see all the great things he's doing in his community of Compton and just hear his story and just follow him along his journey. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. So with no further ado, let me introduce you to my guy. All right, so we're back with my guy. This is my man from uh, Compton. To me, he's the president of Compton. Anything going on with the community, this is the guy you need to talk to a long-term friend, uh, somebody that I admire, somebody that I I respect, everything that he's doing in the community, and just everything that he's been with along his journey. I want to introduce you guys to Andre Spicer. He's a councilman. I don't even want to put the titles on. I'm going to let him tell you what he does. And
1: uh, You got the floor, man. What's going on? How you doing? D man. Thanks for the, for, for the platform, bro. I, I, I really appreciate it, man. And just taking the time to even uh, want to talk to me about, you know, what's going on in, in, in my life as journey, man. But my name is Andre Hub, City Dre Spicer. I am the councilman, City of Compton, District 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, we've been in the office for uh, five months now, almost five months. And mm-hmm. uh, we're doing what we tell people to do, hit the ground running. And, yeah. and that's what we've been doing, bro. So. Okay. I appreciate you even calling me uh the president of content. That's 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 deep, man. <laughs> that's that's major right there, bro. Hopefully nobody get offended, man. If they do yeah. it, they, they can it, blame me. It is, man. The work speaks for itself, right? Right. And and, and um, man, we we've been putting in work in in the community for a very long time. I'm gonna say about 13 years, mm-hmm. roughly. Yeah. Um and this this journey has just been journey so, to say the least, man. You know, right. I never expected to be here, bro. This is man. all this is all new space for
0: me. Yeah. So take it back a little bit, like young Dre. Did you visualize yourself doing this? Like, what's your upbringing like? What things did you go through? What things did you experience? How was your childhood, teenage years? You growing up to to getting into this position? To so like, what things occurred in your life?
1: And I'm um born and right raised in Compton, bro. Uh, same neighborhood my entire life. Man, mom's uh, pretty much held it down. My dad was Compton, uh, he was from Compton too. He was a Compton police uh, officer, but uh, him and mom split up when we were young and uh, kind of just did his own thing and she did hers. And, you know, the family dynamic was a little stretched out at that time, man. And, but just coming up, man, mom really held it down, man. I, I didn't really want for much, man. She really just made sure I was taken care of and uh, provided me with, you know, a lot of opportunities um and sacrificed a lot for me. So definitely appreciate that. Younger, I had no idea I'd be doing, you know, something like this. Like mm-hmm. I um uh, I've always been in the art. I grew yeah. up drawing, painting, uh uh just just whatever I can do artistically. And um when I got out of high school, bro, I didn't know what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. So I, I um took a year out of high school uh, and then I went back uh got got in college because I, I didn't want to waste my time or my money. Um, going to college and studying something I just wasn't going to be interested in or ever doing in life, mm-hmm. and uh, so it took me a year for me, for me to figure out what I wanted to do. And I typed back into that creativity that I used to have as a kid, and um, I wanted to go for fashion design. So I actually went to school for fashion design uh, for a couple of years. So I did AIU for a couple of years, and then I um, tried my hand at them, but uh, it's a little too expensive for me at the time. Yeah. But uh, I, I did a lot of evening gowns. Um, I did so. I did a lot of like custom evening gowns. I did a lot of weddings, proms, okay. uh, balls, different things like that. So I was like on on that page. Okay, with, okay, with, with, with the fashion thing, and and uh, them from me having an infatuation with Jessica Rabbit when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to I used to draw her a lot, and over the years I used to start changing how she looked and just you know just her her clothing and whatnot. Uh-huh. um and that triggered back into me after high school i'm like man maybe uh maybe i want to kind of like tap back into that that skill set yeah and and then i went to school for fashion design did that for a few years man got out of school and started a clothing line mm-hmm. and i started touring across the country doing fashion shows and different things like that that i do these fashion shows across the country people would always ask you know because i didn't i didn't look like a fashion designer i didn't uh-huh. act like I design evening gowns that just, that, yeah. I, that was never the vibe I gave. Right. Right. And so, um, and, and be that for better or worse, you know, it got me a lot of attention, man, especially from women, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in that industry, you know, they're expecting you to act a particular way when really you just another guy from the, from the neighborhood, you just happen right. to design clothes. So like it just have a different vibe.
0: Yeah. Cause and, especially, oh, well, I don't mean to interrupt you, but especially drawing, well, not drawing, but designing, the, night, the gowns, like you said, you're like, hold on, who, who designed this? Like, you expect the man to design um, jackets, pants, just men attire, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you're like, hold on, who did this? And then if you do it, they expect you to be of a certain uh, sexual orientation, possibly too. And then you wasn't that. So you didn't fit the norm of what that was. So that probably
1: made you stand out. Right. Absolutely, bro. And it was a stereotype that I kind of like went against like doing all this traveling and, and talking to different people that asked me you know where are you from mm-hmm. you know then this is where it really gets thrown out I'm from Compton yeah oh yeah it's yeah. like oh man hold on well you don't look like you don't walk like you don't talk like you don't dress like mm-hmm. you are from Compton you don't say blood after every other word you don't say cuz after every other word right you know what I'm saying where's your Chuck Taylors? Where's and it's all these different stereotypes Mm -hmm. and i'm getting that all across the country even in my travels uh, abroad you know Mm -hmm. across the world people are looking at me and expecting the stereotype yeah and and i don't fit that particular stereotype and to the point to they tell me i'm not from where i'm from yeah and i've been i've been here my entire life you know what i'm saying like right so and then you ask where does that stereotype come from it's all from the media you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's it's what you like when i was googling content when i was young you get old English letters, you don't get the yellow tape, you don't get NWA, you gonna get this image that, right. you, that, that we all, we love to hate and we hate yeah. to love. As you
0: begin on this journey with the fashion, it seemed like you kind of, like you led to a route that kind of got you out of that. Because when I met you, it was the, um, running the hub city, the, uh, the radio show. And it was just the talk show, just the, um, the content creation, all those things. That's when I met you and it came across you. What was that yeah. transition like for you? What was it in your mind that really shifted? You were like, you know what, this is not it, or let me let me switch lanes.
1: It was exactly what I was just telling you. So it's it was going through those to those different places and them telling me I don't look like what Compton is, uh-huh. and then I'm asking, well, what is that look? You know, what is that image? And no one can really tell you, mm-hmm. but you know what they're talking about. Right. And and being that I'm from here, born and raised from here, I know what it really is here now. Yeah. Yeah. And we're pretty diverse, a uh, pretty diverse community. Um, My thing was, well, the reason why people believe that is because that's what's on the news. That's what's on the Internet. That's what's on the radio. That's what's on music. And I wanted to create a platform where we can tell our own stories. And at this time, in that radio was just kind of getting a buzz. Mm. You know, it was just trying to get get going. That's when I started to formulate the hub radio. Okay. And um, it was the main thing was bringing people together for the better. And ultimately, it was to showcase the different talents in our community, talk about the issues that we need to talk about mm-hmm. and just, um, given a world a different, uh, opinion and view on what company is. And so that's when we dived into the hub radio.
0: Okay. And when you did that, was it always in your vision to have the community outreach that you had, or was that something that came along with
1: the, uh, with the process and just the relationships that you built? That came along with the process and the relationships. So usually when people get into the entertainment industry, because they are entertainers, mm-hmm. I, I was not uh, entertainer Uh, i don't rap i don't sing i don't dance i don't do any of that Uh you know what i'm saying so my platform was strictly to highlight other people's talents Mm -hmm. so that gave me a different space to network in you know i'm not in competition with nobody out here you know literally in this case most of my peers at that point they needed the platform Mm -hmm. so i was embraced by the whole community because it was a chance for them to to uh to use my platform to showcase their own talents. Uh-huh. So um, the networking just was a natural thing. And I guess, you know, um I do pretty good with networking. People, you know, are, are, I consider myself a people's person. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to get out here and, and mingle with the public and, and relate. And um, so these things just kind of naturally happened, man. It was like a natural progression.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you did that, when you was making that transition from going from the fashion over to starting the, uh, your platform, like what things like self-doubts or anything that you had, was it any of that stuff that came into play with you? Like, was there any doubts or fears that you had making that transition? And if so, no. what helped you get through it? If you did have any or if if not, what really helped you have that confidence? Like, I'm going to make this happen. Like,
1: what was that? I think doubt and fear was that it wouldn't be supported mm-hmm. because of what I know confident L.A entertainment to be. Uh-huh. You know, everything is competition. It's hard to get support. You don't get support until you blow up. You don't get support until you pop in. Right. And um and being that I'm from Compton, everything is so territorial. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, where are you from over there? Are you from over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All this separation. And we're and we're and we're proud about every detail, every nook and cranny, every every corner. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. and that sometimes causes division. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, oh man, we don't mess with them West Side dudes. Exactly. Oh man, it's, it's janky on the East Side. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and man, that... you, know, you, you know, the Crips is doing this, or the Pyros yeah. is doing that, or the Essays is on this. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? There's all these different nuances, and I didn't want to be involved in that. Mm-hmm. And I know when you're bringing in talent from the community, obviously, you're going to get cats from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so it was about um, my community accepted and um appreciation for what we were bringing and for for themselves because that's ultimately what it is right like everybody doesn't fit those stereotypes naturally see yourself as that or you see your peers as that you you tend to act like that you tend to embrace those stereotypes even if it's not you naturally so anyway um and i kind of backtracked but different um talented artists from all these different areas and my issue was man how are they going to get along Mm -hmm. How is the space going to be now that I'm inviting them into my space? And so for for me, it was controlling your space.
0: And that's true. It was going back on what you said with that territorial thing, especially because, you know, I grew up next door to you right there in Watts. I went to school in Compton, too. So I know that thing, because even coming from Watts, going over to Compton, it was like not even a five minute drive. But then it was a different world and people looking like, oh, Mm -hmm. now we're not messing with them. They from over there. Even though I didn't bang, I think what helped me get through personally was I played sports and I played, I went to school on the west side too. So that helped me with that transition. But just knowing that I come from this one area where I'm exposed to this lifestyle, and then going to see a different lifestyle and seeing how they treated me, I can relate to exactly what you're saying. It's like nah they, they see you and they mess with you. They be like, All right, but well, we don't mess with them. And that's not that's not us. We're not we're not rocking with them like that. Like they cool, but they're not from where I'm from. And we and we everybody think that. Our area, our neighborhood is the hardest. Nobody can mess with us. It's like, man, it's somebody like you in every city of the
1: world. And <laughs> that's funny you say that because one of my things was, man, mm-hmm. I hear Eastside, I hear people from LA, East LA, like, man, I ain't, I ain't, or West LA, like, I don't go over there to Compton. Yeah. It's all different. And there's people over in Compton, like, man, I don't go to LA. It's yeah. different. You know what I'm saying? And it's really just your comfort zone, your environment. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, some people over there are just like the people over here. Right. We're still going through the same thing. We're still dealing with the same health issues. We're still dealing with, we're dealing with the same hood politics. We're dealing with all the same everything.
0: With that happening, we're going to jump over to your to your new career. Well, you've been kind of dealing with that for a while now with the community, because I think it kind of led into what you what you're doing now, which is being a councilman. Because you were working with the mayor, you started being very involved with the city. What really got you involved in politics? Because most of the time as a black man or just as a person coming from our communities, we don't look at politics as something that we want to dive into. We don't ever look at that as a career path or even as an as something that we can do. What was it that led you to say, like, you know what? I can do this. I can represent my community. I can be a voice for my community. What what led up to that to you? Like, all right, I'm gonna actually run for council member. I know I've seen you dealing with the mayor. you were working closely with her it just kind of transitioned from there. What was that like for you and what made you do that?
1: Man, the quote, be be the change that you want to see. Uh-huh. You can't complain about how your community is if you don't want to do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not one of those people that's going to complain, 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 complain and never bring resolution to the table. You got mm-hmm. to bring resolution to the table. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting here complaining and being pissed. And it's going to be a, a, a cold, repetitive cycle. I realized that policies and all these things coming from city halls that's all messed up mm-hmm. and it trickles down to the community and we started you know we got the the effects of that the head got to be in, in order for the body to function and right. the head hasn't been in order in a while I'm starting to look at well why isn't the head in order you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying why isn't the city in order you start looking at stats I'm big on stats I'm big on history I'm big on give me the facts yeah. So the facts are it's over 100,000 people in Compton. Mm-hmm. There's 45,000 registered voters. The average voter is 65 plus mm-hmm. when the average age is 25 plus. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at the city. I'm saying, OK, is it the young people's fault for not engaging or is it the older people's fault? And you got to say, hey, let me take responsibilities for saying, hey, we're not engaging in the voting process. Mm-hmm. It's something that we need to do to engage people in the voting process. And um, and then just what's going on, not just voting, but the policies and the politics that, that we deal with every day, mm-hmm. whether that be how you're policed, whether that be you parking on your grass, whether that be trash in your neighborhood, homelessness, um, drugs, prostitution, all that is a direct reflection of what's going on in city hall. Right. So you want to make that a change. It ain't going to be out here fighting and game banging and, you know what I'm saying? Trying to chase people off your corner. That's not how you're going to make change. Change is going to be made in places like this. The change is made at the polls. The change is, is made when you get right the right people in office that shares your your point of view, that right. can relate to your struggle, that can relate to the things that you've gone through and dealing with. Yeah. If you ain't got those people in, in 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 office and you can't hold people accountable, what are you really doing?
0: You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Because and, a lot of... Oh. Sorry, not to interrupt you, but a lot of times the people that are that are in City Hall, these are people that don't really care about the community because they don't come from it. They can't relate to the people. They may just see it as a as a power move, as something like, all right, I'm in position. I can make these decisions or maybe they don't even make the decision because they don't care. But in their mind, it could be a free check. It could just be free opportunities opportunities for them to network and make other people happy just to put things in place that works in favor for other people who don't care about the community. It's so many things that go into play with politics on the back end that the community or that the average person don't know about.
1: And I'm glad you said that, but let me say this. Now, is it their fault that they're hustlers or is it your fault because
0: you're being hustled? Yes, it is your fault because you're being hustled, but also it's a a double-edged sword because the education and the enlightenment isn't there To allow people to know to let I wouldn't even say allow, but to let them know how much power they have, how much power their vote holds and that they really hold their their community in their own hands. And I think that that's where the uh, communication gap is is put. You could correct me if I'm wrong. This is just an observer on the outside looking in because I'm not deep into politics, but I am aware. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, this is it's absolutely your job Mm -hmm. to get engaged. Yeah. It's your job, it's my job to get engaged. It's mm-hmm. our job to engage people that look like us. Right Now, if you wanna change it, you can't expect nobody to come in here and be like, well, here, you want some power? Let me hand you this plate <laughs> of power. Because that's never happened in the history of the world. Right. If you want power, you gotta go and get it. And it's gonna take for us to make those sacrifices and so, say, you know what, this is important. Mm-hmm. Let me engage in this. We wanna be babied and brought into things like, oh man, let me tell you how important this is. Yeah. Bro, your brother is facing life for stealing a box of pizza and it's his third strike. You you think that's okay? You right. think that's all right that your uncle is going through that? You you think it's okay that the sheriff shooting your cousin a hundred times on the on the block? Yeah. You think it's okay that you're getting jacked up for fitting the description? You know what I'm saying? Like these are and we've gotten so accustomed to accepting it. And ain't nobody in power gonna tell you how to change it, right? Right. Okay. Have to do your part, and it's not a direct attack on you. I said it's to all my right, people. I said right, it's right. to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got I got to do my part in getting people more engaged. Like if 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 it say, hey man, I am like I go talk to kids at different schools, and I got to make sure I wear the right shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. My shoes got to be fresh as hell. And the reason why is because. That's the first thing they're going to look at mm-hmm. today. And they think that's cool. So now that I got your attention, now let me take this time that I have your attention and talk to you about something that can further your life, further your family's life, further, uh, to further bridge the gap in mm-hmm. the, the, in that divide, you got to be able to relate to the people right. right now. The average age, like I said, is 25 years old, mm-hmm. but your average politician named 25. Or, uh, who's voting for the people that's that that's uh, making decisions in your community? Are you engaging in that? Do you have a say so in that? You should want to have a say so in that. You should want to have somebody, and not like me, but somebody that can re- that you can relate to, somebody right. that, that speaks your language, somebody that can can relate to your struggles. Mm-hmm. But the people that are going to run for office are career politicians. It's right. the people that's been doing this for years. So it's already strategically lined up for this to continue to go on. What needs to change is you. Right. And with you
0: saying that, say if it's someone I know we got to get out of here soon. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. So someone Mm -hmm. who wants to get into politics, they see like, look, you know what? I don't like how my community is going. I I need to change some stuff. I need to do something. What is the entry point for a person that's not. historically in politics and they're looking to make a change in their community, what's the way that they can do that to follow the path that you not necessarily follow your path, but to do what you did was like, get yourself in position to become a council member and then uh, progressively
1: work your way up. Man, I didn't want to be no, I didn't want to be no politician. I didn't want to be in politics, bro. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to say what I want to say. I like to feel how I want to feel. I like to move in the way that I want to move. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to be in this. So you start to address those essential things, or at least I did. I say that's what I did. Uh So whether that is, if I know you're living from check to check, maybe I can help you bring some groceries into your house that could extend a few dollars. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To give you a little breathing room. And maybe we can do this for a couple months to where you can just start to maneuver a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Or Or we can bring clothing, you know what I'm saying? Or we can bring toys to help out for Christmas, or we can bring gas to help out, you know, get you to to work, to and from work. It's all these basic things that we can do there. those things mm-hmm. people remember that. People remember when they didn't have no food and I was able to provide groceries. Right. Or they remember when they didn't have no gas and I put $50 of gas in a car. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These things are remembered. So you're building up a resume, you're, build, you're building up a trust mm-hmm. in the community because your community has to trust you. First of all, we don't trust politicians. right? 'Cause y'all only want to cater to us and 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 when it's when, when it's election time. <laughs> but but when this is your life's mission, when this is your heart, when you were a community activist, this is stuff you do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It ain't for campaign. It's not because I got an election in a few months. I've been doing this for 13 years before I even thought to even run for office. And it's only because I care for the community. Right. So once you do that, you start to build up the trust with the community. And then you and then you and you from the community, so you know the needs. Right. And you start to address those needs. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to be, you don't have to be a politician to make the change. Now, right. That was the route I had to go because I started getting blackballed. They started right. trying to shut me out, telling me I can't do this, can't do that. Uh-huh. And and it just pissed me off. And I started going after people and I started getting people out of office and getting people in. Mm-hmm. And it was only because they pissed me off. And so, yeah. they, if, if they let me do my thing, I probably wouldn't be here today, to be honest with you. So you kind of forced into
0: there. that into that position. Yeah. And do you see yourself going up beyond that now that you're in? Like now that you got your you not even you don't even have your foot in the door. You in the house now. Do you see yourself going up like, all right, I want to continue to move up this ladder so that I can make an even bigger change? Do you see yourself? working your way up and uh, possibly becoming mayor or running for mayor and doing different things like that? Or do you want to see yourself just supporting the right people and having the, uh, the right group of people in place other than yourself?
1: Well, both. I mean, I can't do it all myself. I just want to support some of the people to mm-hmm. get in the right position so that I can help out the community. I don't want to do all the he- heavy lifting on my own. That's stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, but my focus has been Compton. Okay. It's, it's been my community as of right now, man. Um, I'm focused on content. I got to make this place better. Um, that's going to show me how effective I can be on any other scale. I think God really kind of like laid it out for me, to be honest with you. Like he laid it out for me. He wanted me to be here, man. So I'm really just kind of riding the wave at this point. Um, I know I'm here to make change. I know I'm here to give back to my community. So my focus is doing just that. Now, whatever else He got for me after this, we're going to roll with the punches. Yeah. But First thing is first be effective here and, and make a, and make a significant change here.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then lastly, where can people find you if they're looking for you? Uh, do you want them to go to IG? Just shout yourself out.
1: Yeah, man. My uh, Instagram is uh, Andre Spicer dot district two. Um, you can find me on on any social media platform. as Andre Spicer or Hub City Dre. Either one of those, man. And I have links in my bios that will get you to everything you need. Um, I could definitely use the donations, man. Um, I'll be having a fundraiser uh, at the end of the well, probably sometime in uh, December. Um, I got some campaign debt I got to clear up, man. It took me a few dollars to get here, so I just uh-huh. want to go ahead and clear my debt, man. So I'll be uh, if anybody have any donations, definitely hit the link in my bio. Um, but I'll be having some uh, uh a fundraiser coming up uh, at the end of December.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, man. Well, I want to appreciate you uh, taking the time out to to do this for me I know we run a little tight on time but we got a lot of stuff that we can really help these people with and enlighten them to let them know not just how they can change their community but also how you went about your transition letting them know that that they can do it too like no matter where you are no matter where you start you don't know where this path is going to lead you but follow your heart you have to follow your heart and do what's right that's the that's
1: the end of it you got to do what's right and you know the right thing to do I appreciate you even saying that man and thanks again for the platform bro Let's just keep spreading this message, man. Keep spreading this love, and um, just, just, just constantly just let people know, man, how important it is that they vote. November eighth is an election time, so I'm hoping everybody is getting their votes in Mm -hmm. um, in every city, every state, man. Just get those votes in.
0: Yeah, get out there, register to vote, and then be the change that you want to see.